1: Welcome back, Float Track Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon, along with co-host, Olivia. Olivia, how you doing? How was your weekend?
0: Oh, it's rough. It's rough. rough? It was a rough weekend. Oh, yeah.
1: A&M fan here. Not, season's over. It was over. tough.
0: Season's <laughs> over. Season's over. That's how I feel. I'm just, like, moping around the office today. Yeah. And also, it's September 11th, so it's just, it's also a rough day.
1: Okay, well. Now you took a little. I'm sorry, I was making a joke about a And M. They bring. Well, yeah. 9/11. There's just a
0: lot of emotion. Okay, all right. Well, today. But how e- are you?
1: I'm good. Eagles won. Uh, That's so a good thing. F- football's back. It's always good when football's back. Also, the sign of football back means the end of track in a weird way. It is. Like when football starts, track just comes to an end because we're now in our final week of track we and field.
0: We this are. This is the final. This is it.
1: Final week. And I'm
0: honestly, I'm like excited for it. I'm just ready for cross country. You
1: ready for track? To be, so, are you ready for track to be over, or are you ready for cross country to start?
0: I'm for, I'm excited for cross country to start because I feel like, and I've said this multiple times, that like whatever season we're getting into, I get excited for it. And as being a former sprinter, you would think, oh, cross country, but I'm like, no, like I enjoy cross country. I love the distance people out there and just getting after it.
1: I think it is possible to have too much track.
0: Right. It is. I feel like if Track. And especially when you go from indoor yeah. to outdoor to summer, like it's September. So
1: early fall? We're in early fall now. Like no, think about still, it. I guess we're still in summer, but. Like
0: January's the kickoff of indoor, and it's September. December's the t- December. kickoff of indoor. We literally have a four month break.
1: December's the kickoff of indoor. Some people run those December 12th meets. Oh, no. In BU. You some 5Ks? Yeah. Yeah. It just. The thing that, uh, we talked about this already, is about the, the track and field schedule. When Worlds happens, you just feel like it's over. Like, yes. there's nothing else for people to prove. Yes, we have these extra Diamond Leagues. We're going to have Prefontaine, which is going to be a great meet. But there's just, winning and losing means nothing now. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about Elaine Thompson-Hurrah. She's doing amazing things, but it kind of feels like all for naught because we didn't get to see this going into Worlds. We see it coming out of Worlds. Yeah. You see Jakob break the world record in a 2K a phenomenal performance, but we're like, hey, where was that against Josh Kerr? So, <laughs> and we see Josh Kerr not even running the Diamond League final. We'll get all to that in this podcast. First of all, we want to thank our sponsors. Yes. Wonderful pistachios. We don't have the pistachios on our table. We
0: got to cracking.
1: Because we cracked them all open and we ate all of them. That's not true. We didn't eat all of them. We ate some of them, but they're upstairs. We just didn't put them here. We still got the logo upper corner. So, boom, wonderful pistachios. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yes. And Gordon, I know we're in the midst of like getting ready for cross country football season here. So I'm pretty sure you're looking for a delicious and nutritious snack with a protein punch. Are you not? I am. Okay. So look no further than Wonderful Pistachios. They have a great source of protein with tasty, healthy, snacks all the way across the board. So each one ounce serving of wonderful pistachios contains six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is one of the highest protein nuts out there, but that's not all Gordon. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and they're better for you. Unsaturated fats, which may help you keep feeling fuller longer. So that's not only the best part about it. Wonderful pistachio comes in a variety of flavors and sizes. If you guys remember last week, we had different sizes, different flavors that we just dived into. So it's a perfect snack for enjoying with your family, with your friends, as you're going in between the carpool lines, getting ready for meetings. So whether you're doing all of that and just staying busy, fill yourself up With the healthy and tasty snack of wonderful pistachios, it will be your go-to. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day.
1: Thank you, Olivia. Wonderful pistachios, a wonderful sponsor of the pod. Let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit about what happened this past weekend first before we dive into what's coming up next weekend. Mm -hmm. Brussels Diamond League, the penultimate, is that the right word? Penultimate?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: penultimate Diamond League in Brussels. Used to be a final, but now Prefontaine has a final for this year, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Two main, I think, performances came out this weekend. Notably, we had the world record from Jakob and I guess three. We should give Sharika. We had oh, we had two yes. world record attempts. Yes, and we had Elaine thompson doing her thing, uh, and then we also and then we had what what Shurika did. So let's start start with Jakob. two k world record. Now going into this world record, I kind of shat on it I was kind of like this is lame who cares about a 2k (laughs) world record I don't know how fast that is but then I did some thinking and I feel like I need to take that back because what he ran was insane because it's not like the time 443 I can't grasp my head around that but what I can grasp my head around is him running 5 laps in a row all at like 57 to 55 second pace
0: yeah Imagine holding on to that.
1: Five consecutive laps at 57 to 55 second pace. He was... What was his 1,600-meter split? He was like 348 through 1,600 meters or something. He closed, something in, about that. He yeah. closed in 55 seconds. It is unreal. It, it The record was from 1999, and I thought that record was from 1999 because it's a lame record and no one cares about it. But more and more, I look at it. It's, it was a record from 1999 because it's legitimately... Unfathomable to run 57 second to 55 second pace five times in a row.
0: Exactly. It's tough. And I remember last week you were just like, ah, no one cares. But now when you like break it down and you think about the splits, you're like, dang, Jakob like put in some serious work to get there. And he nearly broke it by a second, which was even more fantastic. Went from a 444.79 from 1999 to a 443.13 over the weekend.
1: Yeah, so the mile world record is 343. Mm -hmm. The 2K world record, which is basically one extra lap, is 443. So imagine running the world record and then running another 60-second lap. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And it got me thinking about, I want a new... We always talk about, like, there's, like, the hour run record, like how far you can run an hour in. Mm. I want the world record of how many consecutive laps can you run sub 60.
0: Interesting.
1: So I did. I looked into it, right?
0: <laughs> did. Didn't I say last week that there were just interesting world records yeah. out there? I we're did say a new that. One.
1: You're adding a new one. This is what? the new one. We're adding. So okay. I, I looked at th- this record. Doesn't th- this doesn't exist? I'm just trying to figure out where it can exist. Are you going for it? So no, I, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> even break sixty in one lap. Come on. All right. <laughs> uh, so the mile world record is three forty three, which is fifty five point seven per lap. Now there is an extra uh, few meters because of the mile, but right. 55 second per lap this 2k where he ran 443 it was 56.6 per lap average Jakob owns the two mile record which is 754 which is 59.3 per lap the 5k world record held by our boy oh my goodness how am i forgetting his name the ugandan not Kip holy crap <laughs> how am i forgetting? chapter guy I apologize Joshua <laughs> What, wow. Joshua I apologize Joshua chapter guy 10k 5k world record holder he broke it like two years ago uh in the 5k he ran 1235 which is 12 and a half laps just over three miles um 60.4 was his
0: average oh my gosh so yeah.
1: there, oh my there's gosh. that moment at the three mile mark where breaking 60 every lap becomes like the barrier so yeah. we know someone can do it through eight laps. We know someone almost did it through 12 and a half laps. So we're thinking... is yeah, is it? Is it nine, ten, like what? Now, the thing, though, about uh, Chep, the guy's 5K record is that he didn't run everything even. So there could have been a lap right. where he was over and then under, over, under. So you have to break 59.99 every, every lap. lap. You can't have like 61, then 58, 61, 58. That's interesting. So I'm thinking like, all right. We know someone can do eight laps because we saw seven fifty four. We know that's possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think nine laps is possible. I think somewhere around ten or eleven laps is where running consecutive fifty nines becomes the moment. And I want to see Jakob and Cheptegay, two two men in their prime, just go for this. It's like, hey guys, we we we, we saw breaking two. We saw the whole thing with Kipchoge. We need breaking sixty. Times twelve. I, I'm working. I'm still workshopping the title of the because breaking sixty <laughs> times like, twelve sounds like a bad algebra problem. Yes. But breaking sixty <laughs> times twelve presented by wonderful pistachios. We get yes. wonderful pistachios to sponsor this attempt and to see how many consecutive laps we can see guy and Britson run until Gosh, they don't break sixty.
0: That'd be really interesting. That would be.
1: I think the over under would be set at.
0: Like, and I'm and also half. trying to think about how this would be done. Yeah, like, you I would have 11. to do it, like, you would need fully automatic timing. This is not something where we can just, you know, sit randomly at yeah,
1: a I mean, Like, you would have to... You can easily do it. There's splits. People that split stuff. Right. I just... The thing, the, the complicated part... the thing is, part, you can't
0: just be like, we're going to go out and run a 5K. Like, there's an incentive. Like, each lap has to be under 60 yeah. seconds. So.
1: And you'll shoot it like a... You just have to yeah. treat I just think it would be interesting to see who could hold on and if someone could get to 11 or 12 laps. I think Jakob and guy could get to 10 laps. I think 10 laps is doable, that's a 4K. The guy ran 443, he can run a 10 minute 4K. Mm-hmm. He's got to be able to run a 10 minute 4K. That sounds so weird, 10 minute 4K? I don't even know what that means, and this is—we is <laughs> know tracks in a weird spot where the championships are over, and now we're doing talking about ten-minute four Ks. Yes, which is, just makes no sense. But I think it'll be fun to see if you get to ten or eleven. You know, I don't know. Just ten or eleven minutes. I think I, I think at the twelve-minute mark is when he start falling. Eleven-minute mark is when he start falling apart. Eleven minutes of sub-sixties is when it
0: falls apart mm-hmm. anyway I think it would be interesting because like when you think of like the 5k right like there's there's a destination like you know this is how many laps yeah you know I'm doing it in but this is like complete opposite it's like okay you're holding that cadence that uh, that rhythm for as long as you like that would just be a whole mental yeah. that's that's a mental there's race no finish finish sure. there's no finish line there's
1: no finish line finish line is just chasing you yes <laughs> you're trying to get away from the finish line the finish line yes. is behind you the entire time exactly yeah So we want to see that. Check the guy, Jakob, twenty twenty-five. So
0: I feel like you should make this happen. We're gonna make it happen. No, you should make this happen. I'll make it
1: happen. Yes. Well, do you gotta help out? Okay, I wanna be a part of
0: this. No, I'll help out. I think it. Yes, I'm all for it. Yeah. And then we
1: can get like a a celebrity pacer every lap, who can run a sixty-second lap. Yes. And we'll do like a tryout for like one, like a fan to lap to pace. The first lap. <laughs>
0: we'll
1: we'll do a we'll do a giant worldwide search. Everyone's gotta submit them running a sub sixty four hundred mm-hmm. to prove that you can do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we take the one who had the best TikTok dance after. I don't know. We're trying to we're trying to appease to the younger generation here. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Jakob, very impressive. Excited to see him in this uh, Diamond League. If he does the five K fifteen, we're not sure yet, but uh, He didn't get that win in the fifteen, but Clearly he's one of the best in the world. If exactly. not the best in the world, just he happened to lose the world championship. Right. Uh two Jamaican sprinters. Yes. Uh, lit up the track. We'll start with uh Sharika Jackson. Put it out there that yeah, she wanted to break the did. world record. She did. Which I loved.
0: <laughs> I was super pumped. I reshared it on my Instagram story. I was like, I am all for this.
1: Thank you for like yeah. letting setting she allowed herself. To have failure, yeah, she could have gone there and like run twenty one seven, and everyone's like, "Well, you won, no failure." But she wanted to give her an opportunity to fail. She failed, but it's admirable to fail at not breaking a world record, in right? My opinion. So exactly. she still runs twenty one four.
0: Ridiculous! Like that's ridiculous.
1: Doesn't even run it's a season's best.
0: Wild. <laughs>
1: runs twenty Just off. Doesn't like run a season's best.
0: Seven hundredths of a second off. So she was right there.
1: Uh, very impressive for her. It's exciting to see her still eyeing the ability to try to go after that world record. Um, you have to think that maybe the Diamond League final—I don't know it might be just she might be kind of burnt out by then, and maybe just like going for the win. But there may be just one more year in her where she is world record condition. Because world record is not something you can do throughout your lifetime. There's only like a couple of seasons where you are in world record shape. And 2024 may be her last season of being world record shape. Mm -hmm. So she probably knows that. That's probably why she wants it now. Yeah. She knows, you know, I can continue to compete at a high level, but there's a difference between that and running the fastest that a woman has ever run. Exactly. Uh, But she went for it. I was just... The story for me is her saying she wanted to do it. Yeah. Because... At Worlds, she didn't tell anyone. No, she didn't. Until after. She said, I wrote on my bib that I wanted to break right? the record. But that doesn't count. Like, just telling yourself, that's great and all. But you, she still allowed... She didn't have to, like, tell me. You know, there's a little bit of, like... But now she's like, no, I want to do it. Letting the people know that when she's I'm on the track, I am trying to break that record. Yes. So, I I respected that. And then, ultimately, I think the the story of post Worlds. Is Elaine Thompson, hurrah! Yeah, she couldn't break 11 seconds all year long. Now, obviously, and all of a sudden now, and then the she work
0: is finally catching up. Yeah. Like the work that she's been putting in after this injury has now it's blossoming.
1: Yes, and there's probably a lot. I mean, obviously, Shelly Shellyanne, Sharika, mm-hmm. Talu, Alfred. Yeah, they're all thinking, uh oh. We might see Olympic Thompson-Hurrah in 2024. Mm-hmm. Thompson-Hurrah shows up at the Olympics. She didn't. And that's scary. That is very scary. Her in Tokyo was unreal. Yes. And now I don't think it's going to be that unreal, but it's definitely going to force Shikari, Julian, Shellyan, Sharika to up their game because Elaine's going to go into 2024 now with a 10.8 PB, maybe even faster if she runs 10.7 one more time. I think she might be done for the season. I'm not sure. But she's going to go in healthy, fresh. Her legs are going to be fresh. And she's going to have her floor be low ten eights, and her ceiling be potentially into the 10-5s.
0: I think I said this last week. Um, that we were just, like, in awe of, like, her breaking 11 seconds, like, running, you know, 10-9s. And we're like, how does this help her moving into the 2024 season? And I said, it's gonna boost her confidence because she's ending on such a high note right now. And now that we're seeing this 10-8, 10-8-4. like- 4 Crazy. And I feel like she's now starting to find that groove. So she's probably in this place of like, okay, I'm slowly getting back to where I was. And the more work that she puts in, it's gonna just honestly just boost her confidence. Even more, which is nuts.
1: Now it's only really crazy because it's Elaine thompson raw doing it. If another woman was running 10-8-4s, eight fours, you'd be like, okay, cool. Like, you got to run ten six to like compete now for world titles. Right. But we know Elaine has that ability, and yeah. now you know that she's coming up. Like, it's a sign of, uh oh, she got the ten she's eights healthy. now. She's healthy. She's, she's, she's consistent. She's, like she's this isn't 10, like seven, it's 10, not six.
0: like she's running. 10 nine and then 11 two yeah or 11 three and then going back down like I would be a little concerned with the inconsistency but the fact that it's been 11 flat 10 nine 10 so she's li- she's it's slowly but this but is, slowly is like slowly.
1: that sounds like you're going downhill which is a bad okay. thing like okay. Okay. going up
0: however you want right? to look at know. the graph like her time is dropping yeah at the end of the day her time is dropping which is fantastic.
1: Would I pick her to medal next year, though?
0: We're starting this early. Oh, you forgot to bring a sheet of paper and write down the team. Did you bring that?
1: I can write it on my phone.
0: No, it doesn't count. Remember, we had a whole envelope idea thing, so we would have it. You know.
1: All right, we'll get a paper by that segment. Okay. Amanda, if you can can find a paper and a pen (laughs) in the office and bring it in, we'll do that for the end of the segment. Uh, No, let's do do way... Why the hell are we doing this too early? Women's... Olympic podium in the one hundred meter We're doing dash podium. Oh gosh, who are the medalists? You only give an. Wait, order. what event?
0: What event? The wo-
1: de- women's one hundred meter dash. We don't. You don't need to give a. Actually, what's Elaine better in?
0: Gosh, that's hard. Is she
1: better in the? Two? She's better in two.
0: No. Well, she's gone ten five four in the hundred. Like let's she, do the hundred. Hundred twenty one fifty. Let's keep it simple. So, let's keep okay. it simple.
1: You don't need to give me the order. You don't need to give me the order. You just got to give me the three women. Now for. Understanding the three women this year was Sharika, Shellyanne, and Shakari. All the S names. But I now feel- you have Julian Alfred, who won't have college. You have Talu, who will always be there, and you'll have Elaine Thompson, who's now running fast. So you're already allowed to change this prediction three more times this is your first <laughs> 1.0 version
0: this is the super really early S- a year September 11th
1: 2023 how I'm feeling never forget and we'll also never forget these picks
0: so I don't have an order but I feel like the podium
1: in no order order doesn't matter I
0: just feel like Shelly and Fraser Price because I think she's shared that like 2024 is going to be it She's gonna go out with a bang. So Shelly's gonna. The rocket, gonna get him, the rocket Runner is gonna be there. Shelly Ann Fraser Price. I feel like you have to have Shakiri Richardson. Yeah. In the mix. Here comes him. Yes. We got the and paper. she got you an envelope. Perfect. All right. Shout out to Amanda, For later number in the one pop. producer. So wait, let me finish my thought, and then we'll go into the papers just in case people forgot from last week. So Shelly Ann Fraser Price, Shakiri Richardson, and I'm gonna have Elaine Thompson. Hurrah! Living in the moment. She's lo- She's looking good right now.
1: What about Julian Alfred?
0: I love Julian. She looks all here's year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes, and I've had my experience. Like when you're off of that collegiate, like season, it gets really difficult to to like change the way that you train. You know, without all the races underneath your belt.
1: What about Sharika Jackson?
0: <sighs> I just.
1: <laughs> you're not putting Sharika Jackson, who just ran twenty one four b- twice. In the, hun- she can't.
0: I'm putting Sharika Jackson in that 200. Well, yeah, okay. We're not talking. Uh, uh, exactly. We're, not- we're talking about the 100. Yeah, yeah. I'm not excluding Shelly and Fraser Price. She's going to come out second
1: in the 100 this year? Who? Didn't Sharika get second in the 100 this year? Maybe, yes. At least she did. Yeah. Yes. And you think that the second fastest yep. woman this year.
0: Elaine Thompson is coming is gonna back. Finish Elaine fourth Thompson, hurrah, is coming back. Strong. I
1: didn't know you're such a Sharika Jackson hater.
0: I'm not a Sharika Jackson hater. Well, you're not picking her I to medal. I love Sharika Jackson. Why aren't you
1: picking her to medal? I'm just. Why aren't you picking her to medal?
0: Okay, who are you? T- who are your three then? Well,
1: that's the question wasn't for me. This is a. I'll answer that question later.
0: No. no okay. So who who are your three?
1: Who are my three? Yes. Um. I would take Shelly off and keep Shereka on. Okay. So I would do Sharika, Elaine, and Shakari. Fair. In no particular order.
0: Okay. So we're just. Okay, yeah. one athlete. All right.
1: Because I think, you know, at a point, Shellyanne has to not medal. It's got to happen eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah, when she's retired. Yeah, on her final year. That's when, <laughs> happens. when she's done. Yeah, yeah I'm keeping Shellyanne on there.
1: She got third. So, Shellyanne almost wasn't, so, like, I'll put Elaine Thompson her out over But it's one of Shelly. those where
0: you know it's the, la- it's the last lap. Like, this is going to be it. I think she's already said like 2024. Like this is this is gonna be the last yeah, year. Yeah, well, when both so let her get her medal, and then she'll be let
1: her get her. We don't hand them out. You don't just like she's gonna run. It's and not a lifetime achievement race. There we go. It's, uh, That's how I feel. Fast. Okay, well, we'll find out in, in a year. year. In a year.
0: <laughs> 365 days from now.
1: So other uh, stuff happened this past weekend. Yes. Um, New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile went down. Josh Kerr. And Jim Mariki got the win, third year in a row, We're both the men and women winners at 5th Ave We're Scottish.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting, to say the
1: but least. Is there, like, something on the 5th Avenue, like, <laughs> is there, like, a, a good Irish pub, not Irish, sorry, Scottish pub, uh, somewhere near 5th Avenue that Maybe just we Josh Kerr it. and Jim Mariki are just, like, running towards that yeah. they appreciate? Yeah. They run 3:47. Uh, Josh Kerr runs 3:47. Uh, Ricky runs 4:19. Um, Josh Kerr. This is very similar to what Jake Whiteman did last year. Whiteman goes on, wins 15, then comes back, wins Fifth Ave. Josh Kerr now does the same thing. Uh, makes sense that Josh Kerr wins it. I think the story though coming out of New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile was Josh Kerr announcing that he's not running the Diamond League final.
0: Right. And how do you? Gordon Mac feel about that, uh, that statement?
1: Okay, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Same way a thing Mo can do whatever she wants. Same yeah. way Cindy can do whatever anyone can do whatever he wants. And I understand why he's doing it because he's kind of like, hey, I kind of got my gold. I kind of like had a long season. I kind of don't want to, you know, get on a plane, just set up, you know. Likely, I'm not going to win, so it's better to kind of end on a high note than end on like a fourth place at Prefontaine. Like, do you want that? So he kind of just has it all. Doesn't he? Doesn't he doesn't feel hungry for more? Uh, but from a fan, I'm like disappointed. Same way I was disappointed last year. Jake Whiteman wins the Global 1500, comes back, wins New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile, scratches Diamond League final, and same things happening here with Josh Kerr. And I'm sure Jakob Ingerbertson's like, God dang it. I wanted to have like want a 1500 meter win. Like, has Jakob raced Jake Whiteman yet? Hold on. I don't think Jakob has raced Jake Whiteman since uh, losing to him in the 1500. And now the same thing. It's like, all right, hold on, let me check. Uh, (laughs) Hold on, sorry. Last minute, uh, we'll do a 1500 indoors and outdoors. And we'll do Jake Whiteman. Should have done this research beforehand.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Yeah, so as soon as Jakob lost to Whiteman in the 1500, he has never been able to race him since. Wow. Now, Whiteman had the injury, so yes. that makes sense. Yeah. And now, the same thing might happen with Josh Kerr, where, I mean, I'm not saying Josh Kerr is going to get hurt. Eventually, Josh Kerr is going to race Jakob again. Right. Um, But, he's going to make Jakob wait a whole year, maybe? Like, he may not race Josh Kerr. Jakob may not have an opportunity to race Josh Kerr until, like, June. Maybe. Which is probably just like, you gotta be kidding me. The two guys who have the wins over me, I don't get to advance. In, like, UFC, when someone knocks someone out, they automatically schedule the rematch like just instantly (laughs) but in the 1500 meter men's track and field there is no rematches (laughs) because Whiteman
0: unless you get to Worlds or the Olympics because
1: Whiteman got hurt and Josh Kerr is kind of like I'm just going to sit on this throne for a little longer I'm just going to maintain my undefeated one not undefeated but 1-0 Kurt of the past race against Jakob I'm sure Jakob's pissed which I kind of like but I also would rather see them match up again and Maybe y'all
0: would like that too. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. And then
1: what we need to do that, is boom, we need just a three man race in be, like in March of next year at BU because yeah. BU track is fast. Yeah. And this is Jakob, Jake Whiteman, and Josh Kerr.
0: Make it happen, Gordon. And we got a lot just, of things now. We're going for a world record attempt for.
1: And it's, we're going to call it Jakob y- <laughs> versus the world because. Josh and Jake represent the world because they're the only guys who have beaten oh gosh, them at the world championships. Go. Here and then you they're, go. We see what happens. People get in. <laughs> oh, that would be great. And then you would have Josh and Jake <gasps> oh, no. kind of work together. Like, no, they're not strat- working No, they together. would strategically because they know like, hey, I don't care if you beat me. We just need one of us to beat Jakob.
0: No. So
1: they'll, they'll like. They're not working together. No, they would strategize.
0: The Scott, Scott stick together.
1: The Scots would stick together. The Great British Scots would get stick together to defeat the Norwegian in Jakob. That's what we're going to see. That's Jakob's. Just like God, dang it! I only get to race these guys at Worlds, and then I lose. Anyway, so
0: put it together.
1: Uh, but yep. I'm disappointed. But hey, what are you going to do? You can't force them to do it. You can't force you can't. them
0: to run. No. So,
1: any other thoughts on? Uh, oh, this weekend, Mo Farah.
0: Mo Farah.
1: Ran his final race, half marathon, finished fourth. Yes. Final race. Okay. Is this actually his final race? I, I think it is. Yeah, but he's gonna run some turkey trot 5K. <laughs> he's going to. He's gonna. <laughs> he probably, he's gonna race God. his kids down the block.
0: Maybe. Yes, that, yes, but not like half marathon with prize money on the line. Hey, there'd be prize
1: money on the... the on the, this turkey
0: trot? On the on turkey trot? Yeah, this could be... Thanksgiving Day, a coupon. There's going
1: to be a free AM. free t-shirt at the end that he's going to be chasing for. Of course. I'm just saying... I get it. Yes, technically it's his last race of his career. But you know for sure he's going to be a celebrity entrant in some local race.
0: You're probably right. But, like, I wouldn't consider that part of his career. Is like, I'm really... running a half marathon in literally a month from now. So does that mean...
1: Your last track race wasn't your last race.
0: Yeah, but like...
1: You're still putting on a... You're putting on a singlet. You're putting on the bib. That's a race. (laughs) That's a a race. Mo Farah will put a bib on his stomach one more time. Yes. So that's not his last race.
0: Last race of his ultimate running career was this past weekend.
1: Yeah, but you know what if he get? He's, he's gonna be his career now is gonna be being a celebrity an uh, influencer and so he's probably gonna run as a celebrity or influencer so that's still running for his in his career
0: I guess Gordon
1: I'm just saying like no one ever <laughs> sends their final email like, it's not like this is my last email I'm sending no there's always another email
0: if you say so Gordon
1: <laughs> we still ran 63 I mean obviously Mo Ferris career has been over quite some time now it's mm. kind of just got
0: this was it,
1: though. very elongated uh, which is kind of qu- crazy he's been able to have like a four-year sunset of a career I mean when's the last time he was he won when did he win? Was it was 2019 no it wasn't even 2019 I mean it's, what are you
0: what are you looking for his
1: last gold was 2017 so yeah because he transferred into the marathon world and marathon world never
0: yeah 2017
1: never panned out but he's been uh in my mind retired for six years (laughs) and now finally six years later he has his final race
0: yeah on paper that's what it looks like
1: yeah said he has a big gap in his resume when he goes yeah. into his next job applying he's like so what did you do between 2017 and 2023 uh well you see you know I tried this marathon thing I didn't work out then there was this whole pandemic so that was a thing mm-hmm. and you know but you know if you look at 2012 to 2017 I was the greatest of all times like yeah you were because he was great Let, look recapping his career he won four Olympic Golds. He won one, two, three, four, five, six World, World Championship golds. So a total of ten global golds, yeah. including two silver, global silvers. So twelve medals altogether. Not to count all of the countless. You know, he won the Newcastle half marathon, like six years in a row. Obviously, did a bunch of European championships earlier on. Um, phenomenal career. Yeah. And uh, how old is he now? He's uh, 40. He's 40. Man, time flies. That's a
0: long-running career for sure.
1: Long-running career. Well, actually, the last six years don't count.
0: Oh, my god, Gordon. That's the
1: gap in his resume. <laughs> yeah.
0: Big gap in the resume.
1: But I wonder what he's going to be doing next. I'm sure he's probably done an interview about what's next for him. Uh, but I think what's next for him is just be retired, man. Just, like, have fun, relax. Hopping, hopping hop a few turkey trot 5Ks. Yes. And then every time you go and be like, God, no, this is my last one. <laughs> this time I mean it. This time I mean this is my last race. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I can so, picture him doing that, though. Yeah. Just having fun out there. Yeah.
1: He's doing a lot of, like, television stuff for BBC. He has a lot of d- documentaries about him and reality shows and stuff like that. So, uh, Mo Farah, seems like we've been... Recapping his career now for six straight years. So I think this is the last one.
0: This is it. This is
1: the last podcast segment about Mo Farah, the same way yes. this was his last half marathon.
0: Exactly.
1: Um any uh Tola won the marathon under 60 Mm-hmm. Jep Chirchir won the half in sixty six. Uh nothing else really going on. Yeah, I mean the that story was, sums it up. Stories Mo Farah. And then one I think one other notable thing that happened was Beatrice Chepkoek ran 547 in the 2k steeple world record this weekend was the weekend of the 2k
0: yeah it was
1: it was 2k steeple 2k flat mm-hmm. i don't know what 547 means do you
0: nope so maybe for next week's podcast you can break that down for us how many
1: it feels like it's slower oh than yeah. the 3k world record what's slower than the 3k the, yeah what's the 3k steeple chest world record BKC will chase world record is, eight forty four, yep, yeah, this is hell of a slow. And she ran. Five forty seven.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's weak.
0: It's world best though.
1: Yeah, she should be running like, five thirty, eight or something like that, or five thirty nine.
0: I also have to. How my brain is, like, after world championships, I feel like these athletes are just, some of them are just going out there and competing and having yeah. fun. So I wonder if she was to do this before a major championships, if it would be faster.
1: Yeah, and just women's 2K is just a fake event. Women's 2K steeple, it's not a real event. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't even be talking about it. We should cut this from the, the episode. We should, in, in post, delete this entire conversation.
0: What's world best?
1: World best. I don't like that. Do you like that when we use the world world best instead of world record?
0: Prefer world record, but I've been seeing it as world best, yeah, so I'm just going with it.
1: It's just those like people on the internet will like, well, actually. It's not a record. It's a world best. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> we don't care. Best. Oh, it's not a personal record. It's a personal best. That's stupid. World best should not be a phrase used. Since when does World Athletics get to have carte blanche over the word record. Because the idea is that it's not a world record unless World Athletics approves it as a record. Okay. So everything else has to be called the world best. But why does World Athletics get to own the uses of the word record? Do they have know. a trademark on the, world, on the word world record?
0: I have no idea. That's I what I feel so. like is going
1: on. We need to take back the word world record. And all these 2Ks and... Sub 60s every 12 you're laps. You're really hung up on this world record. You need to be called thing. world records. Okay. I forever will not. Ne- I refuse to use the phrase world best. When I see journalists use it, I'm like, guys, you're giving, it- you're letting them win. You're letting the, the word police of what a a record versus a best is win. Everything's a record. If it's the fastest it's ever been done, fastest it's ever been done at the thing, it's a record. It's not a best. It's a be- it's a record. We're a- we are a pro. Record pod,
0: pro record. Okay,
1: anti best pod. <laughs> anti best <laughs> pod. All right. People came to this podcast to listen to us talk about Prefontaine. Yes. Should we do the cross country stuff now, or should we talk about Prefontaine?
0: I think we, we'll personally. I think how we should do this is briefly talk about cross country because Prefontaine is that symbol of the last outdoor meet to symbolize the last segment of the flow track podcast we just end with the episode not yes. of the podcast not of, yes correct like, so did I just get fired what's going on no
1: <laughs> okay that's how I feel okay all right so we're, we're doing, uh cross-country updates so once again cross-country season has technically started but no one cares because no one's really running anything of substance yeah we saw NAU do their thing Uh, And Flagstaff ran fast. BYU just did a season opener where a lot of their top guys didn't run. Mm -hmm. Uh, NC State, I think they're running this weekend. Maybe Caitlin Tuohy will run. Maybe not. We don't know. Uh, But there's still just a lot of fake races. The real first race happens in two weeks in Virginia, where we're going to have most of the top-ranked teams all racing each other. Mm -hmm. And then a week after that in Notre Dame, where NC State will run their top team. Mm Mm-hmm. But while we wait for the season to really start, I feel like I need to make a prediction.
0: Yes. Are you about to do this? I don't want to look at it. Do you want
1: to tell people what I'm I'm predicting? Yes.
0: So while Gordon writes down this program's name on a piece of paper, last week on the podcast, we talked about how there might be one team that Gordon feels like is just going to blow this out of the water, meaning they're not going to perform well at NCAAs. And every time... Gordon mentions and it doesn't have to specifically be this program but every time Gordon mentions like something is going to happen it completely goes opposite direction so we have decided that he's just going to write it down put it in this envelope, seal it shut I don't know where we're going to put it but when we come to the NCAA cross country championships later this year we will reveal the program and see how they do. So Gordon you wrote it down? I wrote it down okay i did not look at it because i just don't want this hanging over my head and be it's like, a men's Whoa. program men's program
1: okay maybe i'll find a women's program to write down add to the envelope but the only this is the only one that people are going to care about okay so did
0: I, do, did I pretty much explain yeah
1: this team that i'm putting in this envelope is not going to make nationals
0: okay so it's going to be a complete i you is, a that hint. What you're, is that what you're saying it's going to be an upset
1: yeah like it's going to be program. upset that they're not making nationals okay
0: sure. Because are people,
1: people think they're going to make nationals. I'll tell. I'll give you a hint. I don't want to... So Should I, I tell you who's not in the... On, nope. In, I don't want to well, know. I'll just I don't want to you. know. I don't want any clues. For all you BYU fans and NAU fans, don't worry. You're not in this envelope. <laughs> Your team is making nationals.
0: So we're going to find out...
1: Hold well, on. I'm, I'm sealing it. It's still...
0: November 18th,
1: 2023. We'll find out at regionals. So we'll Okay. November 11th.
0: Okay. All right. So open. don't open until November
1: 11th. Open... November Is it wait, 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 It's a Friday.
0: The tenth.
1: November tenth. Open November tenth.
0: Twenty twenty three. Boom. All right it's hey right
1: there. Can't <laughs> read it. But it says it. It says it. So we just keep it in the. We'll just keep it in the office. We'll just keep it right here.
0: Amanda, uh, Amanda says it. It. she'll hold on to it. Our wonderful producer.
1: So yeah, I see. Now I feel bad though because me sealing this ensures that they won't make nationals. If I was a <laughs> that means I don't like them. Shouldn't I announce no, it? Cause,
0: no. Cause no, I'm this per- is your prediction. By
1: doing this, though, I want this team to go to Nationals. So but maybe... Just keep...
0: Nah, just keep it. Just keep it. Don't say it.
1: We'll but they're going to be mad at... No. If no. me not saying it is me trying to make sure they don't make... No, this, sure is, your pr- make, not, no, this not. is
0: your prediction. And you're like, every time that you make a prediction...
1: People are going to figure it out.
0: Okay, let them figure it out. Until then, November 10th. So... October literally two months. Can you sixty days?
1: It's gonna be hard for me not to talk about this no, team.
0: No, don't. We'll because talk about it, but don't mention anything about November. That they're 10.
1: in the that they're in the envelope. Yeah,
0: don't mention it, because I'll just go with it. Because I don't even know what you're thinking. Did you
1: see what I wrote down? No,
0: I was okay. like this and I talked to our our I listeners. I
1: feel like I'm doing a magic trick. But yeah, this team won't make nationals and everyone's gonna talk about it. Alright. Any other cross country updates?
0: I just want to give some highlight shout outs to some incoming freshmen that I feel like could really surprise a lot of people since I cover mostly the high school area. So Irene Riggs, who will be going to Stanford, I'm really excited to see what Stanford does this year with Irene Riggs joining them this upcoming cross country season. She's the Gatorade player of the year. She's also the NXN champion. So she just had a remarkable senior season last year. Um, From Virginia, on the women's side, you have Tatum Davin and Jillian Boucher, who I've been watching them on social media. They look like they're putting in work. And um, from NC State, you have the additions of Leah Stevens. You have Kate Putman, Angelina Napoleon. Angelina is a high school national record holder in the 2000 meter steeplechase. Kate Putman is a standout athlete from New York. Leah Stevens, I think, is going to be great why this really like is them? the
1: podcast talking about two Ks. you're talking about two i'm just saying two K in high, chase, school, high school in records? high school
0: that is the event it's the 2000 meter steeplechase okay that is what they do and on the guy side going to washington you have tyrone gorzi he's the indoor 5k national high school record holder he collected 1356 um cannot forget leo and lex young from Stanford, I feel like everyone knows their name. You have Jackson Heidish going to do Simeon Birnbaum, aka the Silent Hawk. Hawk, that's what we call him at Mile Split. Going to Oregon, and then Rocky Hansen. I feel like Ashley Titchen's would just be like, we gotta mention Rocky, and I totally agree. He's going okay. to Wake Forest. Okay, so you, Carolina,
1: you followed high school cross country all last year. Right? All
0: last year, yes. I
1: followed very little. Mm-hmm. I mean, I followed a little bit. You know the, the the high levels at the end. But uh-huh. I wasn't like in the weeds of like average five k times and all that stuff. Yeah. So I ranked my true incoming freshmen on my rankings. Right. I'm gonna tell you my top five of my true incoming freshmen. And you can tell me if I screwed up.
0: Ooh, I love that. If
1: the lights change. Can we, if I can screwed we a dark up, moment? do you want to do men or women first? Do. Men or women?
0: Do the men first. Okay. Do you have that one pulled up or do you? Have I haven't.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this was my top five men.
0: Are we going five to one or one to five?
1: We'll do five to one.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Five to one. Okay. Connor Burns. Okay. Leo Young. Simeon Birnbaum.
0: Mm-hmm. Lex Young. missed one.
1: Oh, then... Uh, that, that's, that's my top four.
0: Top four. Okay. Okay, so... That, like, I think that's a Ar- good list, though.
1: I, I have Aaron... Aaron Solomon is five.
0: Aaron Solomon. Okay.
1: So it's Aaron Solomon... Connor Burns, Leo Young, Simeon Burnbaum, Lex Young, number one. Is that a good order? So it goes Lex Young, Burnbaum, Leo Young, Burns, Solomon.
0: I think you're solid on the top three. Connor Burns In a
1: cross-country 10K. Yes,
0: yeah, see. Yeah. I I have all faith in the Young's. And Simeon Burnbaum is ridiculous. Like that guy.
1: So it's a good ranking. I call
0: him Silent Hawk for a reason. Like you're gonna watch him race, and you're gonna think he is not a part of it, and then all of a sudden, when you least expect him to make a move, he's gonna make a move.
1: So what grade do I get on that? My top five there.
0: I say B minus. B minus. B plus. The Aaron Salman. He's not even gonna run. He's gonna
1: redshirt. So. The the, NAU's too good. So we only. Yes. So we don't have to worry about it. So top four. My top four. Lex. Simeon, Leo, Connor?
0: Yeah, B+. Plus. Stanford, Oregon, Stanford, Oregon? I think you're really missing out on Tyrone Gorzy, though. Like. Who am I missing out? Tyrone? Tyrone Gorzy from Washington. He, I feel like, and Ashley and I have talked about this multiple times, he's going to be sneaky good. I
1: I have him behind Jackson Hydesh of Duke.
0: Mm-hmm. I have
1: him behind Rocky Hansen of Wake Forest. I would put Gorzy. I have him, and then I have him behind Aaron Solomon. No, i so. put Gorzy up. Okay.
0: I would move Gorzy up.
1: Maybe so. he will move up.
0: Just wait and see. Wait
1: and see. Okay. Okay. Wait, uh, Ladies.
0: Okay. Number five.
1: Let me. I gotta figure this out again. <laughs> I gave you four last time. I need to yep. give you five. Just do so.
0: control F and then.
1: No. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going backwards. All right. Okay. Grace.
0: Shager. Shager. Okay.
1: For Virginia. I love number Grace. Number five. Number four. Irene Riggs, of Stanford.
0: Gordon. Did you not hear what I just spilled She's out? She's number
1: four, all right? She's number four. Irene Riggs,
0: Gatorade Player of the Year, hey, NXN cool. Champion.
1: Wow. You know there's other cross-country titles you can win.
0: What well, other high school cross-country titles can you Foot,
1: win? Foot Locker, formerly Champs, and, formerly whatever they call it. Yeah,
0: she went to NXN.
1: Yeah, but she didn't win Foot Locker. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Look, Irene Riggs is number four. It's a good... Okay. It's top five.
1: Number three, Emma Stutzman. Okay. She's going to NAU remember I that. NAU I do. gets. They're going to be good. Emma is going to be good. Leah Stevens. Okay. And then number one, Tatum David.
0: Ooh, okay. It's been a lot of work
1: I, on my rank. You don't, like, really this. You don't like this? <laughs> Are Irene Riggs in fourth.
0: I. Yeah, it's the I-Riggs, Irene Riggs for me. She might not even run. She's just Stanford. That makes me unsure. No, they probably won't.
1: They, they need. I,
0: in the things I know, all of these ladies—they're all very talented. I would just put Irene Regs up front as probably your number one freshman.
1: I have her number four.
0: And then I would put Tatum. Yeah, in the top three. You can shuffle them however you like. Well, not too bad. Not too bad for, you know, for like doing my
1: little bit of research I did. I, you got to start somewhere.
0: You have to start somewhere. And
1: then they go out and they run at the different meets. And change. then team athletes who we had no idea. I mean, let's look at uh one last thing before we get to pre. Let's look at NCAA cross 2022 uh top freshmen. Who are the top three fresh true freshmen? On the women's side. Okay. Uh, Not including uh, JUCO transfers or international. Okay. Uh, Natalie Cook. Yes. Was one. And then she was the only one that was like actually up there. Mm -hmm. Because Cook finished seventh. And then the next freshman was Jane Buckley of Providence. And then Maeve Stiles of Penn. And Mia Cochran of Arkansas. Mia.
0: It's Maya. Maya, sorry. It's okay.
1: But really only one freshman was like...
0: No, Yeah.
1: Like Jane Buckley finished 49th. On the men's side, uh, top freshman that's not international was Isaiah Stewie. But was he a true uh, freshman? yes. Was he a true freshman? Wait,
0: I, I believe so.
1: Or was he a redshirt freshman? I don't know. But he was 63rd for Notre Dame. And then the next guy was Sam Lawler. Of Syracuse and James Overberg of Colorado. So on the men's side, there was no good true freshman. Yes, freshmen.
0: Isaiah graduated high school in 2022. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been. So the
1: p- top true freshmen was 63rd. I think there's going to be at least four true freshmen who finished better than 63rd this year.
0: Yes, right? this incoming freshman. I think class, the two Stanford
1: kids, two Oregon kids, will all finish top. For sure, in
0: this year. incoming freshman class going into college is like yeah. loaded with so much talent. And last, sure.
1: last year, there was still a lot of like weird COVID scenes. Yeah, I feel so like that
0: really has impacted the. It
1: made it the depth.
0: Deeper. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, we'll find out. Cross country. We'll open this November 10th, and I'll either be way right or way wrong. I'm excited. What do I get if I'm right? Do I get anything? What do you want? I don't know.
0: Ooh. oh steak dinner
1: steak dinner if i get it right
0: <laughs> because you could not you couldn't bring up the steak dinner Yeah, i couldn't, I, couldn't, I, I do
1: have yeah well, we'll
0: so steak dinner amanda steak, and i will pitch in
1: okay yeah steak dinner if i get it right because that'll be impressive watch i put like a team that like isn't good and you're like yeah of course they didn't make it no this is a team that's good so because so. i could have easily put like lsu's cross-country team oh my god and I'd be like yeah of course they're not making nationals sprint <laughs> team All right, let's talk about Prefontaine. We saved the final 10 minutes to talk about Pre. So, (laughs) Prefontaine, classic, the Diamond League final. We do have an understanding of who's going, but not 100% because uh, athletes will still scratch. Technically, you had to qualify to be in this meet, but someone like Noah Lyles, who did not qualify, is at the meet. We don't know how he's at the meet, whether or not he qualified via scratches Or he qualified via via being an addition of a plus one because he's an American. Because typically they let every event have one home country athlete compete in it. So we'll see if that's the case here. But I think he probably got in via scratches. Do we have – are these the –
0: No, I I just have the top eight, like, points. Like, I don't – we don't know yet.
1: So – but we kind of have an idea of, like, notable athletes – what is a race or two that you're looking forward to most and why?
0: I'm all for the sprints. I think the men's 100 is going to be very interesting because with Noah Lyles being a part of this, I'm also like, okay, we're naming, you know, Zimbine and Fred Curley's in there, Tabogo, you know, Trayvon Brumel, which I'm assuming would be one of the scratches because um, he's been dealing with an injury. I feel like it's just going to be an exciting matchup against, obviously, the world's best. So I'm excited for the men's 100. That's where I'm going.
1: Yeah, I think the reason why I think the men's 100 is exciting is even though Noah Lyles is in the race mm-hmm. and he will be the favorite, there is a, a bigger than non-zero chance Ly- Lyles loses, which will make the season really weird, I feel. Yeah. Now, Lyles can also easily win, and but if Lyles loses this race... Everyone's going to be like, all right, wait a minute. What did we just... I thought he was the best. Because if we come out of here and Omenyala or Coleman or Curly win this, we don't know what to do with our brains.
0: Yeah. It's not going to make any sense.
1: It's not going to make any sense. And I think there's a chance <laughs> it happens, which I think will be... Make it more fun. It's going to make the dynamic of who's going to win in 2024 yeah. more interesting. Because if Lyles ends the season with a loss to one of these guys... Now you're thinking, all right, yeah, well Lyles showed up when it mattered most, but also he also has shown he can lose. Remember, Lyles lost to a high schooler. A high schooler who, turns out, was cheating. But um still, Lyles is, is beatable mm-hmm. in the hundred. We're not talking about the two hundred here, we're talking about the hundred. Right. He's beatable in the hundred. He won when it mattered most, so technically he's not beatable as of late, but hey, that's what I'm excited. I'm really Of all people, of all the runners in the world that I wanted to see run a 100-meter dash one more time against a legit field was Noel Lyles. Yeah. Because it's going to reaffirm what he did or it's also going to elevate someone else. Right. Like, I don't think this is going to be a, oh, Lyles isn't as good as we thought he was. I think it's just going to be like, oh, this other person is better than we thought they could be. Like a Tobogo. Like, if Tobogo goes out there and wins, then we're going to be like, ooh, Tobogo just... Tobogo's better than we thought. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Lyles is a fraud. Because Lyles is not a fraud when it loses race. Right. It's going to be someone else is a legit gold medals contender in 2024. And I think it's Coleman's going to win. Do we know
0: if it's the 100 or the 200? Like, do we know?
1: I think he's entered in the 100. He's entered in the 100. Okay.
0: He's just looking at at the point standings for the two. Like, obviously, he's in it. So I'm almost curious if he was, like, insinuating the two.
1: No, I think it's 100. It's assuming the 100, I think. Again, that's the problem. We're doing this podcast yes. on a Monday. The, the <laughs> meet is s- Saturday and Sunday, and we don't even know who's running the race. Right. It's bad for our sport. We should know who's running the race right now. Like, it should be obvious. We have the standings, yet for some reason, they don't... If the standings were real, we would, these would be the athletes that are in it. But people are scratching, like Josh yeah. Kerr scratching. Some I'm people aren't doubling.
0: It's a deadline.
1: The deadline should have been now. <laughs> it should have been right before the Flow Check podcast like, goes off.
0: Hey, Wednesday afternoon at noon, we got to Do you know
1: when they're going to announce? No, I have no idea. They're going to announce saying. as soon as we end this podcast.
0: Do not say that.
1: It's going to happen. This afternoon, we're probably going to find out. And we're going to be like, we just did a whole podcast previewing a meet with four athletes that we thought were in it. That's what's going to
0: happen.
1: It's notorious. They love let's, to like, oh, help. yeah, Monday, 6 p.m. <sighs> West Coast time. We'll tell everyone. Um, But yeah, I I agree. I'm looking forward to the men's 100 to see Noah Lyles challenge himself. Like this is – I honestly think if Lyles wins this race, it will be even more impressive than his 100-meter one. You think so? Yeah.
0: You think so? Yeah. Why do you say that? there was no
1: target on Lyles' back in the 100. All the pressure was on Curly.
0: I guess that's true.
1: There was no – Lyles ran that race so free –
0: no I don't know, pressure. I feel like world championships, I was just like... For me, going into Prefontaine, if Noah Lyles wins, awesome. If Noah Lyles doesn't win, like you just said, this person just yeah. put it together. Just thinking, I li- feel like it's just the pressure of Worlds.
1: But there was no pressure on him to win the 100. If Lyles, I, run, yeah. if Lyles got second or third in the 100, everyone would be like, damn, that's impressive. True. They will not be like, oh, you choked. They'd be like no the guy just won the 200 and he got second in the 100 why yeah. he did not choke now but now there's I think there's more pressure here because now everyone saw him win now they know that he set a new level of expectation that's on himself true. of being like I gotta be the best in the 100 the 100 is not my off event anymore like he can't say that because he's the world champion it's not an off event now it's his event and so when he goes out there and loses he can't be like oh, I'm a 200 guy no not you're a 100 guy and you lost <laughs> so. that's why I'm excited uh, who else are we excited about seeing? Of
0: course, Sharika Jackson.
1: Yeah, Sharika, Shakari. Kind of yeah. Um, I think Shikari, I I, feel, I have a feeling the Women's 100 might be a little disappointing. I feel like it's going to be slow. I feel like it's going to be not as fireworks as the 100-meter final. That's how I feel
0: about the men's 100. I don't know. I feel Not like, slow, but, like, the fireworks for me aren't. I don't
1: know. For me, the fireworks are still there. They Fireworks are still there in the 100. They all went off in the women's 100 already. In the women's 100, we're getting a bunch of, like, noisemakers and, like, firecrackers. In, like, the men's 100, I'm getting, like, the, the whole, like, party pack. So, you yeah. know. What, what types of fireworks brand names you know what I'm talking about like the Roman candles and shit like that mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I'm more in on the men's hundred than the women's hundred I think the women's hundred is gonna be slow I think sh- I think there's a chance Sha'Carri loses but I think there's just gonna be a very bit like I don't know I just don't think there's gonna be that much excitement because the whole excitement around the women's hundred was around Sha'Carri and it was, when will she finally win, right? Mm-hmm. And there was so much buildup from the Olympic year to then the year when she didn't even make the team to then this year when it's like, all right, you're running well, but can you do it when it matters most? And as soon as she ran that 100-meter final, it was like a big release. Like The, blo- the balloon was being blown up every month. More just more Shikari into this balloon, more blowing it, blowing it, blowing it, and then finally it popped, at the world championship. Mm-hmm. And so now the balloon is kind of like, all right, we got to refill this balloon up. It's not going to be seeing Shikari win. It's not going to feel that dominating. It's going to just be like, all right, yeah, you you you've arrived, and like now you're just here. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my take. I'm excited for it though, but just not <laughs> as much as the men's hundred. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the 15. No-no um, Josh Kerr. Yard Nuguse, though, if mm-hmm. he decides to run it, he he beat the world champion. And he... So if you can beat the world champion, does that mean you can also beat the best in the world in Yaka? I don't know. I think this might be Yard's opportunity to potentially... Rewrite the wrong, not the rewrite the wrong, but he he definitely had a bad race strategy at Worlds. He should have medaled. He mm-hmm. should have been there with Kerr and Jakob, and should have at least have gotten third. Yeah, and he just ran a bad race. And I think it's due to inexperience. I think he now knows. Yeah, and I think this is going to be his 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 new version of pre. This is his pre Olympics. You have pre nats and cross country. This is his pre Olympics. He knows these a year the, before. A year before. He knows these are the people he's going to have to beat, <laughs> minus Josh Kerr. And he's like, I'm going to run this like it's the Olympic final. And I'm going to see if I'm capable of meddling in Olympic final type races. So he's going to okay. treat it like an Olympic final. And whatever, fit, whatever place Yard gets in this race is the exact place he's going to get in Paris in 2020. So if he wins this race... This
0: episode has been a lot about early uh, predictions. Yeah, if he wins this Way race, early he's going to win the Olympics.
1: If he gets second, he's getting silver. He gets third. If he gets sixth in this race, he's getting sixth at the Olympics. Uh-huh. There's a one-to-one relationship between the Prefontaine Diamond League Final in 2023 and the Olympic Final in 2024. Only for Yard. Everyone else... <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is just this is a yard only rule.
0: Oh goodness!
1: It's a, it's the way the universe works. It does. It's it's. It this could be good or bad. Would you want this? I think it's kind of nice that you kind of know what place you're going to no. get the Olympics. Because if he wins,
0: he's going to have a great year. So much can change in a year.
1: No, no. Just think about it. Is all the pressure is going to be off him? Because if he goes out there and wins, he's going to be like, I'm winning Olympic gold. If he goes out and gets second, he's going to be like, Well, I'm meddling. Uh. But yeah, I'm excited mainly to see Yard versus Inge Ingebrigtsen. Mm-hmm. Ingebrigtsen is running out of his mind, obviously has a weird Josh Kerr problem, but Josh Kerr's not going to be here, so likely he'll have no, no we, problem. No, we went with
0: the Great Britain problem.
1: Yeah, Great so Britain we, problem. Oh, yeah. so maybe right Elliot Giles will sneak in. I don't think
0: so.
1: What other events are we looking forward to? Um,
0: I think I'm also looking forward to the Women's Pole Vault. Oh yeah, why? I just think it's going to be fantastic seeing the ladies go after it again, um, splitting gold like that with Moon and Kennedy. So I think it's going to be great. And Uh, I love the pole vault.
1: One other event that I'm kind of excited about is, um, where is it? I can't find it the The women's uh, hundred hurdles.
0: Mm, yes,
1: uh, this is an opportunity for, I think, one of the Americans to reestablish themselves as a potential Olympic favorite. Jasmine Camacho Quinn. She just ran twelve four. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we saw um, what Daniel Williams did at the at Worlds. Daniel Williams technically is not in the final yet. Now, there may be a scratch that will let her in, but I don't know if the, that if that scratch will happen. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity for someone to, like, yes, Williams has the global gold, but I have the Diamond League final gold and, you know, can go into uh, the Olympic year with that kind of bit of confidence. I feel like the person who needs that confidence the most is Kenny Harrison. Mm-hmm. I think she's always, like, in it. She breaks a world record, doesn't make the team. Or break, doesn't make the team, breaks the world record in 2016. Then... Was it 2016 or 2017? I don't know. The year she broke the world record and didn't make worlds. Was that the Olympics? It was. I don't know. But Kenny Harrison is always like, runs well in the prelims, in the semis, and then doesn't get the gold. She's itching for that gold. I think she's going to win this race. I think she wins this race. And then, uh, once again, she's going to 2024. and be like, all right, I can, win. I can beat these women. I've beaten yeah. them. I've beaten them at the Diamond League level. I can do it, and I think that's going to be – her story that she's going to try to write out in 2024 if she wins this
0: race. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to carry that momentum for sure going into next year. And then, you know what? We're due. We're due.
1: Olivia, we're due. Okay, we're due. Do
0: the that. past two years, mm-hmm.
1: the one event that's been electric is 400 hurdles, both the men's yeah. and women's side. Yes. Obviously, we saw what happened at the Olympics with Carson Warholm, yeah. Rye Benjamin, Dos Santos, Febke Bull, Dalil Muhammad, and Cindy mclaughlin Liverone Then we saw what happened in 2022 when Dos Santos took the leap. Liveron went nuts running her time. And then 2023, it just all kind of got lame. Carson Warholm, he was good, but he wasn't great. Santos dealing with an injury. Sydney's like, I'm not even going to do the event. Femke-Bowl's like, well, who's going to push me? I'm going to try to PR, but it's not going to feel the same. I think we've gone too long without a holy shit moment in the 4 hurdles. And I think maybe we get that holy shit moment at pre. I I'm think femke Bol finds a way. Now, I'm not saying she breaks the world record. I was
0: like, where are you going with this I don't think she breaks the world record.
1: But I think she puts down a time that everyone says, wow, that's world, record, world record-like. World record I don't know if that's possible. I guess you call that number two all time. Yeah. But I think she runs a time that when you look at it, you're like, you are within reach of Sydney. Which would be great for 2024 because then Sydney's like, uh-oh, Femke's coming for me. So I'm putting all my hope, all my positive energy towards a Femke Bowl, mind-blowing time.
0: Well, I support that.
1: What the time is? We don't know. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll predict the time. Okay. I would say the time that I want to see, she's going to run fifty. Point ninety eight. Okay. Because when you see fifty ninety eight, you know what fifty ninety eight looks like. Fast. It looks like fifty sixty eight, because the nine and the six, if you like, look at it. They have the same type of shape, and fifty sixty eight is the world record. So everyone's gonna see the clock and be like, "Wait, fifty ninety eight? That looks familiar." They're gonna be like, "Did she just break the world record?" And they're gonna be like, "Oh no no, world fifty sixty eight, but holy crap, she ran 5098 ninety-eight. Holy crap, I can't wait to watch them race next year. So fifty ninety eight. So sub fifty one. What?
0: Sub fifty
1: one. Yeah, sub fifty one. Just seeing a seeing another woman run fifty.
0: That would be so electric.
1: It would Just be phenomenal. So yeah. Fekki Bowl's P B right now is what?
0: I was about to look that up too. Uh
1: she's run fifty one four. Isn't she run fifty one two? No, she's running fifty one two, I thought. It
0: says fifty one four.
1: Okay Mm -hmm. I thought she ran 51 too But 51.4 I think she runs 50.9 And I think Seeing another woman have A 50 point To their name Is going to just be like Ooh This is exciting Hold on This isn't right Is Femke Bolt 6 foot? Is she? According to her Wikipedia It says she's 6 foot She's not six foot. Hold on. Femke six foot?
0: I'm trying to find it. Isn't there? a...
1: We gotta ask the, the chat. There's not. There's no way, Femke How tall is? She's not six. She it says,
0: is? It says six feet. Wow.
1: I didn't know that. I remember interviewing her. I didn't look. She didn't look like she was six foot.
0: Man. Yeah. Wow.
1: I did not know that. That's interesting. Maybe it's a... I don't know. I think this might be wrong. I think this might be some, like... I don't think she's six foot. There's no way. She's not six foot. Six foot's tall.
0: That's a... Yes. That's a tall... There
1: seems like a woman. translation error. She's not... She is not 1.84 meters tall. I think Eurosport had a... But then all of them have her as six foot.
0: Yeah, Every everything that I'm seeing says six foot
1: Femkeypole is six foot tall there's no, hold on <laughs> <laughs> let's look at like Femke Bowl like Olympics no no like, like podium and like see like a photo of her standing next to people. I mean she is okay, much taller tall is than, si- than how, Sydney. How tall is Sydney? she might be six foot She is. She might be six foot. I think. Yeah, this instant yeah.
0: Yeah, Cindy's five nine.
1: Cindy's five nine. So yeah, that,
0: that that looks about right. Dang. Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh. I did not know that. Look at that. Learned something at the very end of the podcast. I say she go. around on fifty ninety eight and then I found out she's six foot tall. Uh gotta love it. Gotta love it. Alright, so any other thoughts on pre?
0: No, I'll be there. You'll be there? I'll be there. Really? Yeah. Fly out Thursday.
1: Oh. Thursday?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The meet's Saturday. and Sunday. There's a
0: press conference. So On Friday? Friday. So Ashley, myself, and Joe will be holding it down. All right. So
1: you're getting some great content? We'll
0: get some great right. content. Yeah. We will be
1: doing a podcast uh, on Wednesday the following week. Not Monday because you'll be traveling back. Yes. But we'll recap finally the final track meet of the year on Wednesday next week, 1230. And uh, we won't open this for another two months. Um, looking forward to Prefontaine. Olivia, Yes. thank you. Amanda, thank you. Like and subscribe. If you have any questions, email us, flowcheckpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, we'll
0: see you guys next week.